48K News. Good afternoon, it's one o'clock. I'm Todd Harding. The headlines, Democratic Party legislator James Toe accuses Beijing of holding secret consultations on the national security legislation. The Confederation of Trade Unions says the government needs to help workers who've fallen between the cracks and an infectious diseases expert urges the government to consider centralising the quarantine arrangements for foreign domestic helpers. Democratic Party legislator James Toe has lashed out at Beijing for holding secret consultations on the national security legislation after state media and the liaison office revealed that 12 closed-door seminars had been held yesterday for 120 representatives from various sectors who expressed what it called unanimous support for the contentious law. Mr Toe said it goes against the principles of an open government and the Communist Party's own pledge to listen to its people. Secret consultation is basically against the concept of open government and the so-called communist slogan of trusting people. Well, now a secret consultation to a hand-picked, selected pro-communist so-called society leaders. Just they want to write a report of unanimous support as a conclusion. They don't want to listen to the true voice of people. This secret meeting even excludes the elected representative of pan-democrats legislators because they don't want to listen to the opposition voice. But DAB lawmaker and ex-co member Horace Jung says he believes the central government is already trying to be as transparent as it can. They will try to give us uh, as much information as they can and that's why they give a brief to us after the meeting. Uh, certainly we, we would urge the liaison office can engage as many people as they can. And certainly um, the meetings in the liaison office is one of the ways for public engagement. And certainly I, I'm sure that they have listened to different opinions through different channels. The Security Secretary John Lee says enforcement work for the impending national security laws will comply with existing laws and human rights will be protected. He was responding to questions about reports that future suspects will be held in special detention centres for as long as authorities see fit. However, Mr Lee says they're still waiting for details of the security laws to see how enforcement work will be carried out here, but preparations are going ahead. So the preparation work is to ensure that we will be able to discharge their functions and responsibilities. As to how we will carry out those functions and responsibilities, first of all, we'll have to wait for the details of the provisions. The second is, when we implement what will be required, we will basically be doing what the law actually asks us to do. If the current practice satisfies the requirement, then we will be basically carrying our duty in that way. The security secretary also endorsed the police's voluntary approach to drug testing, saying they can't force officers to undergo drug tests. A new integrity integrity unit was set up last month following the arrests of more than a dozen officers in a matter of weeks for various offences, including allegedly stealing drugs from a crime scene. Mr Lee told councillors during LegCo's question time that the test will apply to new recruits and officers who are posted to sensitive departments. However, Civic Party legislator Jeremy Tan says voluntary testing is meaningless and the government can amend the law to make testing compulsory. Well, even pilots, they need to do a random uh, uh, alcohol and drug test, not only in Hong Kong, but all over the world. And also, you know, some sportsmen, you know, professional sportsmen, they also need to take, you know, those drug tests. Now, you're talking about, you know, the police officer, you know, they have weapons and they have authority, you know, do a lot of things. And how can you trust, you know, those officers without, you know, a proper random check and to ensure they're not 
their decision is not affected by any alcohol and drugs. LegCo's weekly meeting has been adjourned for half an hour because it was one lawmaker short of a quorum. The pandems asked for a quorum during the health minister's response to the government's health code proposal. The request angered the pro-establishment camp, which said the council is slated to debate a bill to extend maternity leave today. But it's lost debating time, even though the current LegCo term ends in a few weeks. Pro-government lawmakers accused their rivals of putting politics ahead of livelihood issues to delay an upcoming motion to censure council front Claudia Mo. Here's pro-government lawmaker Yan Chan. Attending the council meeting is the responsibility of all the legislative councillors. As you see, that there is none of them attending the meeting. But where are they? They are just standing here, outside the antechamber. They are standing here and don't go inside the chamber and not attending the meeting. So that's why why we bring them because they are here. The chairwoman of the Confederation of Trade Unions, Carol Ng, is urging the government to come up with a third anti-epidemic relief fund to help those people who missed out on benefits in the first two rounds of subsidies. Although the government has ruled out jobless benefits for people who've lost their jobs recently, Ms Ng says the government doesn't understand the problems facing people at the grassroots level. They, they just don't want to spend any more money. They're expecting the upcoming $10,000 issuing to the public. They're able to assist at certain points. But we can see that it's totally two different ideas. And don't forget, and some of these employers already benefit from the epidemic funds. They will get double benefits again from these $10,000 public money again. So I think the government needs to reconsider how to distribute more evenly and equally to those people in need. An infectious diseases expert says the government should consider centralising COVID-19 quarantine arrangements for foreign domestic helpers, either by putting them in camps or in hotels. Dr Leung Chi Chu, the chairman of the Medical Association's Advisory Committee on Communicable Diseases, says allowing incoming helpers to complete the self-isolation requirement at their employer's home would risk cross-infection. He also said that as countries, especially those in South Asia, relax lockdown restrictions on economic grounds, Hong Kong will probably continue to see a high number of imported cases for several weeks. The High Court has begun hearing a legal challenge application over policemen not showing their identification number on uniforms. Senior counsel Martin Lee, representing two applicants, argued that the authorities were behaving in a rotten way by not producing any documents relevant to the case. He said the force didn't try to explain to the court why there was a change in policy in early June last year so that uniformed officers were no longer required to show their unique ID. Mr Lee argued that the force was failing the court by not exercising its duty of candour. The hearing is scheduled for two days. Turning overseas, North Korea says it's suspended unspecified plans for military action against the South after taking what it called the prevailing situation into consideration. Here's the BBC's Laura Vicker in Seoul. Last week, Kim Jong-un's sister, Kim Yo-jong, warned that she'd given the North Korean army instructions to take action against South Korea. Since then, Pyongyang has redeployed its soldiers to previously demilitarised border areas and blown up an inter-Korean liaison office in the border town of Kaesong. The North Korean army had said in state media that it was going to put forward its plan to the Central Military Commission. Kim Jong-un was in charge of the meeting and has decided to suspend plans for military action against the South. 
Mourners have paid their last respects at the funeral of Rayshard Brooks, a black man fatally shot by police in the U.S. city of Atlanta. The funeral happened in the church where Martin Luther King Jr. used to preach. The BBC's Nada Torfik has more. The location of the funeral was symbolic. The historic Ebenezer Baptist Church, where Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. preached and where he was eulogized after his assassination. The civil rights leader's youngest daughter, Dr. Bernice King, told Rayshar Brooks's four children that she stood with them and understood the pain of growing up without a father. For protesters, she also had a message. Don't stop until all black lives matter. President Trump's former national security adviser John Bolton says his re-election would result in long-term damage to the United States and the Republican Party. Mr Bolton has been giving a series of interviews to publicise his memoirs about his time in the Trump administration. I think under the surface in the Republican Party there's a great desire to get beyond the Trump era. Uh, and I think we'll see that particularly if uh, if he's defeated in November. Uh, I think it's just critical that the party as an institution have a uh, discussion about how we proceed going forward, because otherwise I fear that the ramifications of uh, Trump's four years in office will be very, very damaging. President Trump has condemned anti-racism protesters for trying to demolish statues of controversial leaders in the United States. Speaking at a public meeting in Phoenix, Arizona, Mr. Trump said this was not the behavior of a peaceful political movement. The left-wing mob is trying to demolish our heritage so they can replace it with a new repressive regime that they alone control. They're tearing down statues, desecrating monuments, and purging dissenters it's not the behavior of a peaceful political movement. It's the behavior of totalitarians and tyrants and people that don't love our country. A 16-year-old has been arrested in Japan, accused of memorizing the credit card details of supermarket customers to steal nearly 100,000 US dollars. The money was used to fund lavish trips to theme parks around the country, as the BBC's Will Leonardo reports. Investigators say the school student who worked part-time on the till at the supermarket in Yokohama has admitted to memorising and stealing the car details of 80 customers. It's thought he and a friend embarked on more than 30 trips, splashing out on first-class flights, taxis and hotels. In one instance, he's reported to have wrapped up a $2,000 taxi fare in a multi-stop jaunt around the Japanese capital region that took in Tokyo Disney Resort twice. He was arrested for electronic fraud after spending $1,300 on air tickets from Tokyo to Osaka, home to Universal Studios Japan. A Chinese photographer who documented the horror and violence of China's cultural revolution has died in the United States. Li Zhengsheng was 79. The BBC's Michael Bristow reports. Li Zhengsheng hid thousands of photographic negatives under his floorboards before finally publishing them abroad. They were politically unacceptable in China. They show mass rallies, officials being humiliated and people being killed. The Cultural Revolution was a 10-year political campaign initiated by Chairman Mao in 1966. It's really talked about publicly in China today. A Chinese version of Mr Lee's shocking book of photographs was published only two years ago, and then only in Hong Kong. In his final message to friends, Mr Lee, who died of a brain hemorrhage, said he'd strive to bear witness to history. 
To finance a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,917. That's 10 points up on the previous close. Turnover stands at $63 billion. To currencies, the US dollar is trading at 106.55 yen. The euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 13 cents. And the pound is worth 9 Hong Kong dollars and 69 cents. And now with the sports news, here's Adam Jung. Major League Baseball has issued a 60-game schedule that will start on July 23rd or 24th in empty ballparks as the sport decided to push ahead amid the coronavirus following months of negotiations. Each team will only play against its four division rivals plus five clubs and the corresponding division in the other league. A team will only make one trip to each city it visits. MLB's shortest season since 1878 also features a radical innovation. Extra innings will begin with a runner on second base. The league announced its schedule despite an increase of positive COVID-19 cases. At least seven members of the Philadelphia Phillies alone have contracted the virus. If the health situation deteriorates, all games could still be wiped out. The FBI says the news found in Bubba Wallace's garage during a NASCAR race in Alabama on Sunday had been there since October, meaning the black driver was not a victim of hate crime. The BBC's Joe Parsons reports. An FBI investigation into a noose found hanging in the pit lane garage of the NASCAR driver Bubba Wallace prior to the weekend's race at Talladega in Alabama has concluded that a federal crime was not committed. The investigation found that the garage door pull rope, fashioned like a noose, had been there since last year. Wallace is the sole full-time black driver in the series and was involved in the campaign to have the Confederate flag banned from races. In the English Premier League, Tottenham recorded their first win in eight games as they beat West Ham 2-0 to help their chances of qualifying for the Champions League. The BBC's John Southall reports. Jose Mourinho spent much of the build-up to the game talking about Harry Kane, so it was fitting he should score the second goal to wrap up the win. The first half was forgettable, the second entertaining and open. Pablo Fornals missed a great chance for West Ham before the opening goal, which came off the leg of Thomas Suchek to nestle into his own net. West Ham squandered two more chances from Mikel Antonio and Jared Bowen, who hit the post, before Harry Kane finished it off eight minutes from time. So a key win for Tottenham, who are now a point behind fifth-place Manchester United, but a damaging one for West Ham at the other end. In the other Premier League match last night, Leicester's Casper Schmeichel saved a penalty from Neil Mope in a goalless draw with Brighton. The result consolidates Leicester's third place in the table. They're nine points clear of Manchester United in fifth. Barcelona are back on top in Spain's La Liga. A second-half goal from Ivan Rakitic gave the Catalans a 1-0 home win over Athletic Bilbao and a three-point advantage over Real Madrid for the time being. Rakitic scored for the first time since March of last year. Real Madrid can move back to first place if they beat Mallorca tonight. And that's your look at sports. Thanks, Adam. And that is the latest news and sport from RTHK.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 Show with me, Noreen Mir, this Wednesday afternoon. Wednesday, the 24th of June is today's date. Many thanks to Phil for this morning's morning brew. And also many thanks to Karen Coe sitting in for me yesterday. Thank you, Karen. We do have a rather busy program, so let's uh, start with a chat with Sonali Figueres at 1.30. Sonali will be joining us. As you know, Sonali is the founder of Green Queen, which is a health and sustainability online media platform. And we'll be chatting about several topics, uh, starting off with the rise of vegan restaurants uh, in Hong Kong. So if you are uh, a vegan or if you 